Podcast, Nathan, Willie and Nathan's Extreme Podcast, Nathan Spotlight, my spotlight for tonight's uh, episode on the 19th of December 2023 right here on Tuesday evening as we are only days away from, you know, the holiday, the Christmas holiday and um, I'm pretty sure most of you guys are busy right now as we speak, you know, getting ready to do, do some last minute Christmas shopping and, you know, wrapping up your presents, putting them on the Christmas tree and waiting to open them for the waiting to open them with your uh, you know family and friends for uh, and loved ones for the uh, Christmas holiday, which is next Monday, December 25th, 2023. But tonight, boy oh boy, we got a lot to get into for uh, this podcast. This is not just any you know regular spotlight podcast. This is a VIP exclusive podcast tonight and. You know, we got a lot to get into from top stories to, you know, recaps on uh, the four soap operas and spoilers too. also casting news as well and a whole lot of stuff to get into. So without any, any further ado, guys, um, 
you know, let's get right into it. So let's start off with the first um, top story tonight. And this is all about the ratings for the 50th annual daytime um, Emmy Awards that took place on Friday evening uh, over the weekend. So let's go on into it, guys. And this is from uh, SoapOperaNetwork.com. And uh, says right here, this is posted by Errol Lewis on Sunday, December 17, 2023, at 6.37 p.m. And it says right here, six months after it was originally scheduled to air, two Hollywood strikes and a last-minute scheduling switch, 50 annual Daytime Emmy Awards finally took place on Friday, December 15th. While viewership was down significantly from last year's CBS telecast of the 49th annual Daytime Emmy Awards, Relatively speaking, there wasn't much that could be asked for from an award show that typically took place in the early parts of the summer compared to this year's chilly December. Additionally, viewers could stream the awards show via their Paramount Plus with Showtime subscription, numbers of which won't be disclosed unless provided by CBS and or Paramount. In the Kia Dolls 1849 demographic, which is where CBS makes its money, the awards show kept itself mostly on par with previous performances, more specifically, since the show began airing almost exclusively on the network in 2020. According to Programming Insider website, Friday's broadcast averaged 2.03 million viewers and 0.14 rating in adults 18-49. Among adults 24-54, the two-hour show averaged a 0.19 rating. Meanwhile, among adults 18-34, the show averaged a 0.09 demo rating. Viewership peaked in the 9 o'clock p.m. half hour with 2.12 million viewers tuned in, followed by the 10 o'clock p.m. half hour at 2.08 million viewers. The first hour rated the best among adults 1849 0.16 rating and adults 2554 0.20 rating. Compared to last year's telecast, the award show was down a negative 777,000 viewers and slightly among adults 1849 when it did a 0.2 rating in the demo. Uh, let's see here. And let's see. So they have uh, the breakdowns here. Total viewers, 2.03 million. This, and uh, adults, 18.49, Adults, 24.54, 0.19. Adults, 18.34, 0.09. Uh, when we look at last year's, the total viewers, last year's edition Emmys, the total viewers was 2.80 million. Adults, 1849, 0.2 rating. 2021's Emmy Awards, uh, total viewers, 2.528 million. Adults, 1849, 0.23 rating. Total viewers, 2.813 million. Adults, 1849, 0.25 ratings. In the 47th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards in 2020, total viewers 3.04 million, adults 18 to 49, 0.3 rating. Um, so pretty much, guys, you can tell that, you know, this year's Emmys, not only was the show a shit show, but also the ratings were a shit show, too. And I have to say, you know, I don't think many people were interested, you know, in this awards, but at the same time, you know, and this is not an excuse, but with the strikes that we had this year from the writer strike and the daytime, not daytime, but the um, writer strike and actor strike, you know, um, 
it prevented the daytime Emmys from appearing in uh, June of this year. And, you know, if there were no strikes, would the show get higher, you know, higher ratings? I highly doubt it. I mean, this, uh, you know, daytime Emmy Awards was a complete waste of time. I mean, yes, there were some good moments and there were those who won that deserved it. But, you know, the presentation and the way it looked, you know, um, the, you know, different parts of the program were very lacking. And it's sad, it's unfortunate, and uh, I can't imagine, you know, what the ratings would look like for next year's annual Daytime Emmy Awards. I mean, if there's any awards show that's going to take place for the Daytime Emmys, because, you know... You know, this year's was just a complete and total clusterfuck, and I I'm, I have no regrets saying that. I know really feel the same way as I do, uh, and overall, it's just, you know, it, it's unfortunate and sad to see how the state of daytime as a whole has unfolded, because, you know, right now, um, we have four soap operas, and, you know, some of them are lacking, some of them are trying to get better, some of them are trying to improve, but a certain soap opera just continues to keep uh, embarrassing, you know, the viewers and keep spinning in the face of those who have, uh, you know, those who continue to tune in and watch the show. So, uh, you know, hopefully next year, if they do have a Daytime Emmy Awards, hopefully, you know, it gets better representation, the programming, making sure the segments are on time and stuff. But, you know, um, at this point, uh, you know, anything is possible. And, you know, for me as a, you know, as viewer of daytime soap operas, this Emmy Awards this year was a complete uh, shit show, like I said before. Uh, but, you know, let's move on to our next top story tonight. And this one is involving, this one involves a woman that is suing Universal Orlando Studios after falling off a ride and suffering permanent injuries. So let's get into this one right here. So let me just get the link up. Just hang, with, just hang in there with me, guys. I'm trying to get this uh, link here. This is from people.com for the um, for the article.
All right, here we go. This is from People.com, posted by Natalia uh, Senanke. I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name. This was published on December 13, 2023, on uh, Wednesday of last week, and it says here, Mom who fell off beast on Dr. Seuss Carousel suing Universal after allegedly suffering permanent injuries. As says here, a park goer suing Universal, Universal Atlanta for alleged negligence after she fell off the Carousel's L ride and allegedly sustained, quote, permanent injuries. According to the lawsuit filled Friday and 10 by People, Juliana Asquino, who was mounting a beast on the Dr. Seuss theme ride when she fell Quote, due to the negligent design of the Carol Seuss L that had a, a no warning signs of rising dangerous condition and or a falling hazard. She was visiting the, the Orlando Florida theme park from Sao Paulo, Brazil, with her husband Rafael and daughter in June 22, in June 22nd, when the incident occurred. As a result of the fall, the suit claims Juliana sustained several, several personal injuries and has accumulated medical expenses for her treatment. The family is asking for damages amounting to more than 50,000. Uh, 50, a representative for Universal Orlando did not immediately respond to people's request for a comment. The family is also seeking compensation for the impact that the fall has allegedly had on each member. Raphael claims to have been affected by his wife's injuries because she is now limited in her capabilities regarding her family relationship duties. The daughter Giovanna has also, also allegedly suffered extreme emotional trauma after witnessing her mom's fall riding in the ambulance with her after the incident. The filing claims that Universal, the Universal Orlando excuse me, is directly responsible for damages due to the actions and inactions of its agents, apparent agents, including but not limited to the employees who were responsible for maintaining and supervising the park. The Carol Seuss L, located in, Universal, in Universal's islands of Rancho Park, is a family-friendly attraction with no minimum height requirement through any ride under 48 minutes, must have a companion. The merry-go-rounds mounts include elephant birds from Horton Hatches the Egg, crawfish from the McElligot's Pool, and multi-gantuies from If I Ran a Zoo. The characters are interactive and can be controlled by pulling on the reins. Their eyes blink, ears wiggle, and heads turn, according to Universal's website. According to Universal's Ride City Guidelines, quote, ride warning warning signs can be found at the entrance of each ride. The site advises rides read, uh, riders read health and set requirements for each ride and know the physical limitations before boarding. Specific guidelines for Carousel's Car outpost online states riders, quote, must be able to take a step up and onto the carousel platform and climb aboard the Susan creature either independently or with assistance from your companion. Chariots are available for riders with physical with various physical limitations, and infants. And, you know, this is very unfortunate when you hear something like this happening. Of course, when it comes to rides like this, you know, uh, of course, you know, uh, there are times when stuff like this does happen. And, um, you know, I do think that, while I, my heart does go out to the family and what they're going through from this, you know, <clears throat> You know, there are guidelines and rules and warning signs uh, that are found. And like I said right here, according to Universal's Ride Safety Guidelines, ride warning signs can be found at the entrance of each ride. And the site advises riders read health and safety requirements for each ride and other physical limitations for boarding. So, you know, this family, 
you know, as much as they're going, as much as they went through, you know, uh, unfortunate incidents while they were on this ride, the warning signs are right there. So, you know, I mean, I don't blame them for, you know, uh, going after Universal. Um, you know, but, you know, I think that they should not have gone on this ride, you know, due to what they uh, have been through. And, um, you know, but it's up to Universal, I think, to make improvements for each ride that they have there for the theme parks and goes for any other theme park and, you know, make sure that, you know, they step up their game and include different features and also uh, include, you know, different, um, you know, different, um, you know, you know, include different things to make sure that the person who is on these rides is safe and that they have fun. Because at the end of the day, you know, if people people like the family, they go to Universal or Disney or anywhere else to, you know, um, have fun, enjoy themselves while they're at the theme parks, you know. And and if there was no one, if there was no, if there were no agents, there were no uh, staff there. Uh, during you know the uh, the rides, then you know that's on Universal Orlando for not you know holding themselves to a you know standard to where they pretty much you know have to be there for those who uh, for the attendants and those who get on rides like the uh, the Carol Seuss L. Um, I've never been on there before. I've never been to Universal in a very long time. I know probably since I think the late 90s. I'm pretty sure it's changed a lot you know, based on what they have to offer, so my heart does go out to this family, I hope they get, you know, the peace that they have, and also the justice from this, but, you know, for, you know, families like them and others, you know, they do have, Universal does have city guidelines, and, you know, if, you know, if they, uh, if they can't get on the ride, don't feel comfortable, then, you know, don't get on the ride then, most of all, but again, my heart goes out to the family, and hopefully this does get resolved, where uh, both sides come to an agreement and they move forward. Now let's go to our next top story. And, you know, this right here, um, you know, this right here is very unfortunate um, when it comes to the ongoing drama right now between the uh, former Charmed co-stars and uh, before we move on to this top story, let me just get this up right here. Uh, let me just get this up right here for uh, Charmed. to do with that mangy monkey. Piper! Where are you? Ow! Who 
Put that there. Oh, my God, Piper, you're blind. Yeah, maybe I just said that. Now, can we talk about how a monkey could do that? What did she say? What did who say? The monkey? The monkey didn't say anything. He covered my eyes and stole my eyesight. I think the monkey stole your eyesight when he covered your eyes. Oh, Phoebe, are you listening to me? That's just what I said. You are acting like you can't even hear me. Oh, Piper, it's no use. I can't even hear you. The monkey stole my hearing. Oh, he got you too, which means somebody sent that flea-infested primate after us. We've got to find Paige. Why are you clapping? This is not funny. What's the matter, Paige? Paige? Where's Paige? Ugh. What's going on? Huh? I see. Well, I don't. Where is Paige? Uh, she just can't talk. Excuse me. This is either someone's sick, sick joke, or someone's working on a massive evil plan. Whatever it is, you guys are in danger without your senses. Piper, you're the most vulnerable. So I want you to stay next to Wyatt. His force field will protect you. Okay. Paige, a Kazi attack could be deadly right now. Make sure we're stocked up on stun potion. Where are we going? Phoebe, check the Book of Shadows. See what you can find out about evil monkeys and demons who control them. So, like I said before, um, the ongoing drama between the Charm former co-stars, uh, Lisa Milano, Shan Dotri, and, and uh, Holly Marie Combs uh, continues. And, unfortunately, guys, you know, um, it's sad and it's very unfortunate. This is this is uh, still continuing. But, um, you know, I think in the latest episode of Shan Dotri's Let's Be Clear podcast, uh, you know, Holly Marie Combs claims that Alyssa Milano got Shan Dotri fired. So uh, let's hear this from E News on YouTube, and they and it basically explains the ongoing situation. And he said, "But we've been backed into this corner." He said, "You know, we're basically in a position where it's one or the other." Holly Marie Combs claims Alyssa Milano had a hand in Shannon Doherty's departure from Charm. During the December 18th episode of Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty, the former co-stars reflect on their iconic show and some of the drama that went on behind the scenes. Holly recalls a meeting with a Charmed producer during which she was informed that Shannon was being fired, claiming the incident stemmed from an alleged ultimatum from their co-star, Alyssa. I said, why would you? hire her again just to fire her and um he said we didn't mean to and he said but we've been backed into this corner he said you know we're basically in a position where it's one or the other we were told that it's it's her me and Alyssa has threatened to sue us for a hostile workplace environment which because she went to the therapist or the mediator or the corporate mediator or whatever the heck his title is she built a case for herself where she was documenting every time she felt uncomfortable on set and for whatever reason whereas you and i refused to speak to him so that's where the deck was stacked holly who starred as piper from 1998 to 2006 says she was surprised by the drama since she couldn't remember any quote harsh words 
happening between the actresses on set, noting that tension was mostly behind the scenes. By today's standard, it wouldn't even qualify because there were no on-set you know, brawls. There was no either even like harsh words exchanged. It was all behind the scenes. It was all in a trailer. It was nothing that anybody or any of our guest stars ever noticed or noted. And you know, there's not a director that would not work with you again. There's not any one of our crew members that did not have a great time working with you. So by today's standards, it wouldn't fly. The Beverly Hills 90210 alum also couldn't recall any examples of bad behavior on set that would lead to her removal. I lived a, you know, a year after that sort of replaying everything in my brain and really like trying to find those moments where we, and I couldn't find them. Like there was no, like we never had it out. E! News has reached out to reps for Alyssa in response to the comments and has not yet heard back. Shannon exited Charm in 2001 after three seasons and reflects on this situation as a life lesson. You know, there are things that you can forgive and forget. And I was pretty harsh saying that I would never uh, forgive or forget. And I was contemplating that again today and yesterday. And I thought, is there forgiveness? I think well, there's acceptance, right. which as you get older, you accept that a situation happened, but acceptance and moving on with your life does not equate to forgiveness. You just learn a lesson and look at somebody differently and and move on. Though their time on Charmed was filled with tension, two decades later, Shannon shared that following her 2015 breast cancer diagnosis, Alyssa reached out to mend their relationship. Shannon revealed the two buried the hatchet in a 2021 interview with Entertainment Tonight, revealing, I have respect for her, great actress, loves her family so much, and I just wish I could have felt strong enough in who I was recognize that back then. And that was E! News with the report. Um, and this is pretty much spreading like wildfire. You know, Shannon was fired because Alyssa Milano basically claimed that the environment was hostile. And, uh, you know, Shannon was wise and Paige felt that way about Alyssa. And, you know, the show threatened to sue Holly if she left Charm. You know, she quit, got to a grocery store, and, you know, they threatened to take away her wages, you know. So, uh, fans, I think you guys have to stop. If, for those who want to see reunion of the uh, old Charm cast for reunion or special episodes or whatever, you know, stop doing that. Cut it out. Uh, Holly and others are just avoiding Lissa right now in this moment. And, you know, it was very awkward for Rose McGowan, who played Paige in there, too. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, Shannon was told by her PR team that they will cover her exit with a lie saying um, Shannon was chose to leave. And also, remember, guys, Shannon also directed Prue's death, only to learn Prue was not returning. You know, uh, Willie is very upset of, and uh, when it comes to the mistreatment of Shannon, Holly and others, and you know his discussion. Lisa is pushing for Shannon, uh, and you know his and Willie's discussed for Lisa pushing 
for Shannon being fired. Uh, for me, it's very unfortunate this happened, and uh, it's putting a negative uh, view on Lisa Milano. And don't forget, guys, she also has the uh, Who's the Boss, I think, sequel uh, on Hulu that should be coming up at some point either next year. And like I mentioned last week, you know, it, you know I do think people will watch the series. Because also, don't forget, Lisa is not only in it, also Tony Danza and other people will be a part of this series too. So pretty, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, people will watch, but the question is how many. And if the show does not get the right amount of viewers for this first season of Who's the Boss <clears throat> a sequel, then, you know, um, it's unfortunate for Lisa. But I think after what we've, you know, of what you guys just heard and what we've known uh, as of right now, you know, um, you know, it's uh, unfortunate and it's not right about how they were treated. Uh, I do hope that one day maybe, you know, all three of them or four of them can be able to work it out or get together, but they should not be pushed to do that. You know, that's on their own time, you know. So, um, <clears throat> and so uh, with that, uh, we wish, uh, you know, we wish uh, Rose, Holly, Shannon, everyone else from the Charm series all the best uh, moving forward. So let's move on towards the next top stories. And this next one right here is another sad one. This was just announced um, yesterday. Once the uh, verdict for uh, Jonathan Majors was reached or, or came through and um, he got fired by Marvel. And for more information, let's go to Comedy Hype News on YouTube for more uh, information on this. So here we go. For Hype Plus News, I'm Symphony Thompson. In the aftermath of Jonathan Majors being convicted of assaulting his ex-girlfriend, it was just announced that Marvel Studios and the Walt Disney Company dropped the actor. This comes just hours after the verdict was revealed. On Monday, a Manhattan jury found Majors guilty of one misdemeanor assault charge and one harassment violation from an incident that occurred back in March. Majors was acquitted of one count of intentional assault in the third degree, in addition to one account of aggravated harassment in the second degree. Following the verdict, Majors would be dropped from all of Marvel and Disney's upcoming projects. As the character Kang, Majors appeared in Ant-Man and the Wasp in the first two seasons of Loki. Kang is set to receive his own movie Avengers The Kang Dynasty in 2026, However, as of now, it's unclear what the studio will do. Most likely, the role will be recast in similar fashion to Marvel recasting the character Rhodey in the Iron Man movies, swapping out Terrence Howard for Don Cheadle. Before Major's March arrest, he already had two number one movies out, Ant-Man and Creed 3. Set to become one of the biggest actors of the new generation, as well as one of the most in demand. Fans were upset at the news of Major's being dropped, one social media user would write, and just like that, Marvel has lost my support. Hopefully I'm not the only melanated person that feels this way. Another user would tweet out, 
This man's career was on the verge of being cemented in Hollywood, and he let a white woman take all of this away. Black successful men should avoid white women at all costs. Another Twitter user added, there wasn't a single black male on the jury that found Jonathan Majors guilty. Ask yourself why that is. We had an all white jury, except one black woman. Multiple pieces of evidence that could have helped Majors was thrown out. This was a politically driven witch hunt. One would compare the treatment of Majors case to the allegations of other superhero actors. If you're a black man in America, the best advice is just good luck at this point. Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, accused of threatening to kill his wife. Josh Brolin, Thanos, accused of hitting his wife. Robert Downing Jr., Ezra Miller. Dr. Umar Johnson would even share his commentary by sharing an article where Majors was found guilty. His caption, Snow Bunny. Majors convicted by jury despite video showing him running from Snow White. 34-year-old actor was on his way to being the biggest black Marvel star ever. Boycott bunny hopping. According to Deadline, WME currently continues to represent Majors, as his longtime agent, Elon Rispoli, was one of the last witnesses to testify in Majors' defense during the trial. According to Variety, since the March arrest, Majors has been dropped by Entertainment 360, his publicity firm, the lead company, in addition to the U.S. Army pulling an ad campaign. Throughout the two-week trial, a series of text messages between Majors and his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, were released and used as evidence. In one message, Majors persuaded Jabari against going to the hospital. An audio recording was also revealed where Majors tells Jabari that she needs to act more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. Now, the sentencing is currently set for February the 6th, and the actor faces up to one year in jail for the assault conviction. However, according to AP News, probation or other non-jail sentences are also possible. But what do you guys think of the fallout of Jonathan Majors' career since he's been found guilty? Let us know in the comments below. Stay up to date with the latest news and comedy by subscribing here to our YouTube channel. Follow Comedy Hype across all social media and look out for original content on a new streaming service. For Hype Plus News, I'm Symphony Thompson. And there you go, folks. Yes, Jonathan Majors has been found uh, guilty and been convicted of the uh, trial that he was a part of. And Marvel has dropped him from... Um, Marvel has dropped him from there, uh, from the company, and you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I have to, this is very unfortunate news, and you know, as much as Jonathan Majors has been found uh, guilty for his recent legal battle involving his ex-girlfriend involved in this, I do believe that there is uh, a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to you know people like Jonathan Majors and also others like. Uh, like what some of the people, the Twitter users who were, who were statements were read here, who were uh, named, for example, such as, um, you know, uh, Ezra Miller, uh, Jeremy Renner, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Josh Brolin, and stuff like that, and you know, um, uh, you know, you know, they still have you know their careers, and you know, some of them have done far worse. You know, uh, as for Jonathan, as for Jonathan Majors, do I think that this is the end for him? As of right now, it is, but I can see him rebounding. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's going to have to be much careful in the near future 
of who he's with and who he gets involved with too. Uh, this is uh, unfortunate news for him, but at the end of the day, the jury has made their choice, and no matter what you think about it, uh, you know, they already made a decision, and he's been found guilty and convicted of the recent uh, legal trouble that he, legal, you know, battle and legal case he was a part of. Uh, I believe that he will appeal his, um, I believe he will appeal his trial, uh, not trial, but his conviction, and we'll see where it goes from there, but, you know, as far as Jonathan Majors and any Disney movie or other movies or approximately forward, as of right now, that's not happening, so... For him, um, you know, I wish him the very best, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, whether you, whether you, no matter what you think about our law enforcement system, you know, decisions are made and they affect careers or not. And for Jonathan Majors, uh, it's going to be a long time before he gets back into uh, the swing of things. So let's go to our next top story and another one. <laughs> unfortunately is in trouble too and this person's name as you guys remember from the last spotlight i did was charleston light um let's get, let me get this up here and i'm getting this uh from uh youtube channel uh coolin tv c-o-o-l-i-n tv on youtube and Charleston White is in trouble. He got arrested, and he is facing up to 21 to 43, or I think 34 uh, years in prison, you know, for wild charges. What charges are those, you ask? Well, let's go right into it, and let's see what um, he got in trouble for. I'll give you guys my thoughts about it, too. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Nasho, and welcome to Coolin' TV. Man, it's like everybody just can't stay away from jail this week, man. All right, a lot of people going to jail this week. They got Jonathan Mayers, they got Honeycomb Brazy, and now they got Charleston White, y'all. Charleston has officially been arrested, all right? Now, he was arrested in Fort Worth, Texas, man, and the charges are crazy. It's like, what the hell was this nigga doing? All right, now, he got arrested for one count of animal cruelty, all right, and two counts of aggravated assault. So my question is like, damn, did he shoot a dog or something? Like, what the hell did he do? So, you know, it's not clear on what exactly took place, man. The story going to develop later on. But Charleston White, man, I think karma hitting him right now, man. I really do. All right, he been doing a lot of rants. We all know who Charleston White is. We all know what he do, what he about. We know the things he be saying, all right? And I think it's karma hitting him. You know, maybe it's not karma, all right? It's just his decision making. It's just decision making. Because how you getting arrested for animal cruelty? When I read these three charges, it's like, all right, bro. Like, did he hit a dog or something? Kick a dog? And then, you know, somebody tried to confront him. And then he hit two people with a deadly weapon it's like bro what the hell is going on bro you know charleston white just be gone in the head that's my conclusion man because i don't know if charleston white drink i don't know if he smoke it's like why the hell do he be talking like this and why are you getting these type of charges man isn't charleston white supposed to be the dude that's putting people in jail don't he got a whole badge and 
you know, uh, sheriff badge and paperwork that show he worked for the law enforcement. Like, why are you getting arrested, man? You know, a lot of people probably laughing at Charleston White right now because, like I said at the beginning of this video, y'all already know that the type of attention that Charleston White bring, a lot of people don't like him, you know? So I'm sure people getting their laughs in right now, man. But me, I don't wish jail on nobody, dog. Not even Charleston White. Y'all know Charleston White, very knowledgeable about, you know, how bad jail can be. Y'all know he been locked up already he preach about it all the time and he always telling everybody else how dumb they are and how stupid they are why you getting locked up and now look at you man so that's all i gotta say man we're gonna see how this play out we're gonna see you know what he gets sentenced to it's not clear if he bonded out or not man but shit he got arrested last night so let's see how this play out y'all y'all let me know in the comment box down below what y'all think about this i know y'all gonna tear him up man let me know in the comment box. Remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow me on Instagram at Official Nash Show. Make sure you got them notifications turned on, and I'm gonna catch you in that next video. Peace out. And that was um, that was Cool and TV reporting. Charleston White arrested and facing 21 years in prison for uh, three crimes. So let me get them back up here. First one, cruelty to non-livestock animals failed to provide information, aggravated assault, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and again, aggravated assault with another deadly weapon. Um, you know, Charleston White, again, arrested for facing 21 years, arrested, HPD released victim, uh, drops two charges, drew bond out for $250K, a million dollars, and, um, you know, um, this is unfortunate. I don't wish anything on Charleston White, but again, you know, you cannot get yourself in trouble when it comes to stuff like this. Now, I wasn't there when all this was going on. I don't know how, you know, he got himself, you know, in, this, in these situations, but at the end of the day, you have to be careful. You have to be better, better for yourself. And you have to be aware to, of what's going on. And I am not a big fan of Charleston White ever since he came into the scene. All he's done is pretty much go on rants talking about the black community, talking about how certain people like Deion Sanders is a sellout or whatever. Um, this is the same guy that put a, uh, a bounty on Deion Sanders' son. And, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't know how a guy like Charleston White lives with himself, just going off and just ranting about everything else and not even thinking before he actually speaks, you know, and it sounds unfortunate, but I do hope that for his sake, he gets better and not get himself into situations, you know, like this. So, um, there you go on Charleston White. Um, you know, again, he's arrested, facing 21 years for imprisonment for uh, the crime that I just listed, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens with this from here on out. But again, I wish the best for Charleston White and hopefully he gets his act together. Because he has been playing around and fooling around already way too much time. Um, so let's get to the next one here and another one. This uh, last one of who has been getting in trouble is a former sub alum. And he was on YNR, who played a recast for Malcolm Winters, play, originally played by Shamar Moore. So I want you guys to think about this. 
and um, about who got in trouble, who this person is. Uh, and I'm getting this from HT, HT Media One. And it's titled here, Darius McCary from Family Matters, arrested for unpaid, unpaid child support, owes over 50K. So let me play this right here. I'll give you guys my thoughts about this one too. So here we go. Darius McCrary from Family Matters actor was arrested for unpaid child support. They say that he owes over $50,000. Now, according to reports, Darius has failed behind on his child support payments. Now, Darius, who is 47, was reportedly taken into police custody on November 27th on a felony count of failure to pay child support because he owes... $52,788.04 as of March 12, 2019. Any questions? Yes, in fact, I do. How does this happen? Well, according to reports, Darius McCurry was ordered to pay $1,366 monthly in child support to his ex-wife, but at one point he claimed he had only made $500 within 12 months. Now, Darius has three children. He has two daughters and a son. A bond has been set for 13000 but he is still in police custody. Huh. Anybody has something to say? <laughs> well, in fact, I do. According to reports, once he is released on bond, after bun has been made, he has to wear GPS monitoring system. So I hope everything works out for him eventually and he gets himself together where he will be able to provide for his children. If you like this video, please don't forget to hit the thanks button to support the channel. All right, and that was HT Media One reporting news about Darius McCary. McCary from Family Matters arrested for unpaid child support, owes over 50k of money. And you know, I wish the best for Darius McCary, but you know, he has to get his act together and not continue to miss out on stuff like this because you know they'll get you and they'll just throw away the key on you. And so for Darius McCary, I hope he gets. The help that he needs and he you know pretty much pays the child support um again you know in today's society it's sad that we see guys like darius mccurry who we who we know from family matters and other projects including yr when he played malcolm winters even if i had even if i didn't like him i know that willie um wasn't a big fan of him too but you know it's just sad to see something like this happen where someone like darius mccurry a well-known actor who's been a part of the entertainment industry for years since family matters and i think a little bit before then you know gets caught for something like this and you know he just has to be better you know and not get into uh situations like this so i wish Darius would carry all the very best and then one of our last um um you know uh you know top stories uh matthew lillard who was a part of the original uh, Scream movies, I think, back when it first started, um, you know, he is not, I think he's not coming out for um, Scream 7 coming up. 
let's see here. Yes, he uh, he's not he's not going to be included for Scream Seven. Basically, he's not happy that you know uh, a certain actress uh, who was recently fired, Melissa Bar- Melissa Barrera or whatever or however you say her last name, uh, when she got fired, um, you know, and you know he's pretty much at this point. It's just like you know, forget Scream Seven. He has got you know Fast Night and Phrase Two coming up. And, you know, he's going to be a part of that, too, uh, you know, when the uh, sequel for that movie, when it comes out. But uh, I can't say I blame him for how he feels about not being included or Scream 7 or doesn't want to be a part of it. Because this movie uh, or this upcoming film movie is pretty much jinxed at, the, jinxed at this point. I mean, no matter who uh, is supposed to be a part of it or whatever... You know, something happens where an actress gets fired. Uh, someone else who was well-known in the Scream movies, like Matthew Lillard, pretty much is, you know, you know he doesn't want to be a part of it and rather be a part of the other film that he was a part of, Fast Night at Freddy's uh, 2, which is coming. Uh, which, the first one, if you guys have not seen it, Fast Night at Freddy's was a very, very wonderful and amazing movie. And, uh, you know... I don't blame him for being a part of it, being a part of that, but not wanting to be a part of, um, for not being a part of, you know, uh, Scream Some, because that movie just needs to be scrapped and just, you know, save it for next time. Maybe they could, you know, get the some original actress back. Um, but I do think maybe Scream 7, and I think Willie agrees with me, I think they may have to maybe, like, reboot it and start over again or maybe go a different path but um there you go Let's see here and one of the other last uh at the end this is the yeah this is the uh last um last top story for us tonight and it says here uh, Millie Bobby Brown and dozens of, of others to be removed from Netflix multiple movies acts posted December 17, 2023 by Alicia Dunn on InsideTheMagic.net this one says here now, Netflix is moving a lot more content this year, so the platform will start off 2024 a little slimmer than usual. Forbes shared that they, what they believe is the top 10 films to be leaving the platform this month, which is, will also be heartbreakingly discussed, as well as all the films that describers will have to say goodbye to. And let's just say Swifties will not be happy. Okay, and these are the films that are leaving uh, Netflix, the social network, uh, social uh, Network, Godzilla vs. King Kong, 2021, Love Actually, and the rest, let's see here. Yeah, and it's just a, a boatload of films, you know, um, getting removed, and I'm just I'm just kind of wondering, and, you know, Willie is kind of wondering as well, you know, what did Millie by Brown and others do to get removed from Netflix, you know, um, you know, 
it seems as if, you know, Netflix feels as if they don't really need those films anymore. Well, you know, they may not be affected by the strikes that much, but something tells me that they may have they may have to add those movies back in uh, because they're going to lose a lot of money. But from the strike, they pretty much, well, from both strikes, they've pretty much, you know, have been able to get more money uh, and they have not really been affected that much from what I think. But, you know, it's Millie, Millie and Bobby Brown and many others didn't do anything wrong in the situation. Um, but both me and Willie do support Millie Brown for, and everyone else was being affected by this, thanks to Netflix. Um, it's just uh, mind-blowing, and I we can't explain it. You know, Netflix is doing her and many others uh, wrong so there you go and with that guys uh, that does it for our top stories and we're going to take a quick um, music break but before we do that let's go to um, one of our commercials a quick music break we'll come back this podcast tonight is brought to us by Google Netflix and let's see here uh, Google, Netflix, and Apple TV. So let me get the first one up here. Oh, also, when we come back, you know, this is since this is the uh, VIP edition of the podcast, the spotlight. You know, there's a lot of inside stuff that I'm going to release to you guys, and you guys will not believe what I have to say. Starting off, when we come back, uh, let's talk about General Hospital. Look how crusty this is. Shameful. It's just too much. Not with this. Tide. Tide can tackle any pile. That a tackle pun? Just clean the pile, Ron. Okay. This too. That was easy. When stains and odors pile up, it's got to be Tide. Right, that's right. 
Young J-A-C-K-A-K-A Rico like Suave Young Enrique speaking at A-K-A She's an alpha but not around your boy She get quiet around your boy Hold on, don't know what you heard or what you thought about your boy But they lied about your boy Going dumb and it's something idiotic about your boy She wearing cheetah print That's how bad she won't be spotted around your boy I don't like no whips and chains You can't tie me down But you can whip your loving on me I'm vanilla baby, I'll choke you but I ain't no killer baby She 28 telling me I'm still a baby I get love in Detroit like Skiller baby And the thing about your boy is I don't like no whips and chains and you can't tie me down But you can whip your loving on me, whip your loving on me Young M-I-S-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y He's sharp like barbed wire, she stole my heart Then she got archived, I keep it short with a bitch Lord Farquhar All the girls in the front row all the girls with the barricade All the girls have been waiting all day Let your tongue hang out, fuck everything If you came with a man Let go of his hand Everybody in the suite kicking up their feet Stand up, bitch, dance And all the guys in the back waiting on the next track Cut your boy a little slack It's Young Jack And we are back with Nathan Woods, a stream podcast, Nathan Spotlight, my spotlight for tonight. And let's get into General Hospital, Port Charles, and some juicy gossip we have going on for uh, the lone Sudser of ABC Daytime. And uh, starting off with General Hospital so far this week, uh, you know, we've had Trina Stan of the Esme, who, by the way, seems to have gotten her full memories back. Uh, Dante and Anna on the whole... Uh, you know, a case when it comes to Pikeman and the WSB. Um, Molly TJ receiving bad news about the uh, surrogate. Also, Christina's feelings for Blaze Team with the Grow. Uh, Brooklyn Chase had gotten to the holiday spirit. Uh, Arne and Dante in the Days General Hospital were in a dangerous situation with a shootout when it came to uh, Pikeman. Uh, with the assistant of Pikeman, uh, I think his name was Roman. Uh, we had Sonny shutting down Cyrus. Carly was in trouble when it came to Brennan, but she was able to defend herself, and Brennan got himself arrested. Uh, and I don't think we've seen the last of Brennan. This is just the beginning of what's to come, so we'll see what happens uh, from here on out. Uh, we had Nina asking Mike for help when it came to Ned and his current situation, uh, and excuse me, her situation right now when it comes to both Michael and Ned of the Corman family blackmailing her. Also, Lucy's sharing her frustrations with Kevin. And I have to say, I I really uh, enjoy the scenes between Lucy and Kevin today, and they remind me so much of how they used to work back then in the 90s when they first got back together. When they first got together and then in the left general hospital, they came back, and unfortunately for Kevin... And Lucy, you know, they uh, <clears throat> they they divorced, you know, due to Lucy's affair with Scott. And the thing is, when it comes to the current state of General Hospital, right now it's in a total free for all, and you know, we don't know where this is going to end up. But um, you know, right now, uh, you know, General Hospital and the whole what's going on behind the scenes is total, um, you know. Uh, chaotic, you know, how you say it, um, toxicity, and, you know, right now, um, you know, Nathan and Varney, 
who um, was on Twitter after the daytime Emmys or a couple of days after pretty much, you know, talked about how, you know, he wants to, I think, uh, you know, improve General Hospital for next year. Let me just go to um, that very quickly. It says right here. Here, since we're here uh, for GH, okay. Hang on just a sec, guys. Let me just get it up here. Ah, uh, yes. ABC Current Series Executive in Charge General Hospital hopes to win back our last viewers of drama series. Uh, and I just found, when reading what he had to say. Uh, on his Twitter, I thought that was very um, hypocritical and ironic because, you know, uh, you know, this show for the past couple of years has been very, very um, mediocre. The storylines have been lacking. The show has been has been dragging out uh, their storylines, and the pacing has been just god awful. Um, and you know, I just feel and think that. You know this show uh, needs to have a current shake, needs to have a shakeup in order to survive, and that may happen or that may not happen, because uh, you know right now with General Hospital, um, you know they're going through a lot right now, and you know I have to say Frank Valentini at the Daytime Emmys was just an embarrassment when he went up to the stage and pretty much sort of the award and. You know, he looked very out of it, um, you know, when it's something award and talking about, you know, General Hospital and, the P- and you know, how, how this, how the win for a best outstanding soap was dedicated to people like Sonya Eddy and others. And he didn't have the, the nerve to mention, um, you know, Jackie Zeman and also Billy Miller, too. Um, <clears throat> so, and GH was not... I, and I don't think GH has even been renewed. So, um, you know, unlike YNR, which was renewed, and, you know, GH right now is in trouble, you know, there are rumors going around that there are those on GH that might be leaving the join, um, leaving the join of their soap operas, you know, uh, Days of Our Lives, YNR, B&B, Guy and Light, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. And, who are those you you want you ask? Well, you guys have to wait and find out and see what, who it is. But you know, um, it's not looking good for you know Joe Hospital as a whole. Um, you know, and uh, you know what happened at the at the uh, Daytime Emmys when it comes to Frank Valentine may have uh, jeopardized General Hospital and their future. So I think it's better that they need to fire him and let go of him as well also there were rumors today that uh you know jack wagner is on his way to port charles as frisco jones uh if you know you know if general hospital is coming down to its swan song and uh because you know gh wants to go out with a bang so that does make sense not only that but also there is a rumor that krista allen who was recently let go of <clears throat> Bone Beautiful, which we will go into later on in the, sh- in the podcast, in the show, that, you know, she might be heading to General Hospital to play a very famous role 
in Brendan Barrett. Now, if that happens, I'd be shocked by it. But I think it would make sense because Vanessa Marcel uh, gave General Hospital, you know, their um, gave GAC permission to recast the role because you know Vanessa Marcel doesn't want to come back to due to the story that she was uh, presented. So it would make sense to for a show to recast Brenda and try to go all out. So I think Crystal will make a great recast of Brenda Barrett. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are not fans of, well, not a lot of people, but there are those who are not fans of the character of Brenda or her pairing with Sunny and stuff, and that's totally fine, understandable, but, you know, uh, right now, you know, it's kind of all over the place, and we won't know until it's confirmed, but that's just the rumors for now, so uh, stay tuned with that, guys. Uh, also, this week for General Hospital, we had the uh, first ever... Well, not the first ever. We had, you know, the blackout for General Hospital where this week there are those who are not watching GH. And uh, yesterday was a success for General Hospital blackout. You know, uh, it just goes to show you that the fans are tired of the dumb and stupid plots. Uh, you know, and obviously there's no creativity coming up, you know, uh, when it comes to these, these current writers. Or maybe it's just Frank Valentin that's holding them back. Uh, you know, and if that's the case, then you know what? All three of them, Frank, Chris, and Dan, they have to go. <clears throat> and wait, let me just see this here. Let me just double check. And I think GH, they lost uh, yesterday, or on Monday's episode, they lost about, like, I think 20,000, if I'm correct. 20,000 viewers, so imagine what that number, imagine that number going up by the end of this week, because with the blackout for General Hospital, there's a lot of stuff, uh, there's a lot of viewers that I think will not be watching GH, unfortunately, so with that, let's get to uh, casting news of General Hospital, this comes from General Hospital spoilers on someone who just, uh, was, uh, someone who, uh, actually this, this person, the character that she's playing was recasted. And for more information, let's go to General Hospital Spoilers uh, for uh, this uh, casting news. Eden McCoy, a talented and accomplished actress, has been captivating audiences with her remarkable performances since she first graced the screens of General Hospital in 2015. At that time, our little girl was only 12 years old. Despite her young age, she always leaves an impression on her fans every time she appears. Her portrayal of Jocelyn Jacks quickly garnered widespread acclaim, firmly establishing her as a rising star in the entertainment industry. In a momentous turn of events, McCoy's dedication and talent were recognized with a prestigious accolade at the 50th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards, held on December 15, 2023. This marked a significant milestone in her career, as she transitioned from being an Emmy nominee to an Emmy winner 
triumphing in the Outstanding Younger Actor category. This achievement stands as a testament to her exceptional acting abilities and unwavering commitment to her craft. However, amidst this professional triumph, McCoy has been confronted with a deeply personal and heart-wrenching challenge. On November 6th, she shared the devastating news of her mother's passing with her fans, a loss that has undoubtedly had a profound impact on her. Understandably, McCoy has taken a hiatus from her role on General Hospital to allow herself the necessary time to grieve and heal. As we collectively process this news, it is imperative that we extend our support and understanding to her GH spoiler time. Losing a parent is an indescribably emotional experience in our thoughts, and well wishes are with McCoy and her family as they navigate this period of mourning and adjustment. The resilience and strength she has exhibited in both her personal and professional life are a testament to her character, and we eagerly await her return to the screen when she feels ready to resume her role. During her absence, Courtney Falk has stepped in to temporarily assume the role of Jocelyn Jacks, as confirmed by GH Spoilers. So you've heard there, folks, uh, the character of Jocelyn Jacks has been uh, recast and now played by Courtney Falk, who appeared on Monday's episode of uh, Monday's episode of General Hospital. And I have to say that uh, you know she's done a very good job playing Jocelyn so far. Uh, Eden will be back most likely by February sweeps for uh, next year, 2024. And I do think Joss, uh, not Joss, excuse me, McCourney has done a great job so far. So let's give her some grace and, you know, let's support Courtney. But also at the same time, let's support Eden McCoy as well, who's clearly going through a lot right now after losing her mom and everything else. You know, obviously she needs time to process this. And so, you know, we wish the best for Eden McCoy and look forward to return from General Hospital in February of 2024 next year for General Hospital. But not only that, um, <clears throat> there are rumors, and we teased this before, or I teased it before on this episode, but there are rumors that uh, Dominic Zampangro, who plays Dante Falconer in General Hospital, will be exiting the soap to film another show uh, You know that has not been confirmed, but those are the rumors right now, and I'm not really surprised or shocked because I had a feeling that this was coming at some point for him, uh, it's obvious that he wants to do other things outside General Hospital. As far as those other things go, I think he's probably going to do another show or a TV movie or whatever. But uh, more information will be released about that very, very soon. So we'll keep you guys on the uh, we'll keep you guys updated about that. But with that said, let's go to uh, spoilers for the rest of this week. And there are no spoilers this week for uh, next week for General Hospital as of right now. But when we get them, you know. Uh, <clears throat> we'll be the first ones to break to you guys. So for tomorrow's General Hospital, Stella and Marshall grow closer. Aiden and Elizabeth have a heart-to-heart. Dad's grows concerned about Adam's behavior. Anne and Valentine come to realization. Laura and Karen fret about Charlotte. Then uh, Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Lois and Tracy go head-to-head. Michael attempts to play Kate and Ed. Anne turns to Kevin for help. Spinelli puts Cody on notice. Dante updates Sonny on the shooter. Then December 22nd, 2023, friends and family gather at the hospital for the reading of The Night Before Christmas. Christina makes a case to Molly and TJ. Jordan puts Cyrus on notice. 
Esme has a holiday dresser for Spencer, and Carly is a prize. And with that, guys, we are going to take a quick commercial and music break. And when we come back, we are going to get into the Young and the Rosses and Tees, who is coming to, or coming back to Genoa City. jokes but uh, here goes this muffin goes on vacation what's happening you said joking three times that's why i'm here uh anyway this muffin well i was just excited about my new car new car oh you don't need a joke you need a jake like a good neighbor state farm is there your state farm agent can help you choose the coverage you need all right i got a show so you forgot your toothbrush jimmy fallon like a good neighbor state farm is there Controversial, convoluted, unconditional, undeterred and undisputed. No mercy, unconventional, controversial, convoluted. It's the new undisputed. Let's go face to face. I embrace debate. I don't. Controversial, convoluted, unconditional, undeterred, and undisputed. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. No mercy. Yeah. Unconventional, controversial, convoluted. It's the new undisputed. No mercy. back to Willie Nathan's Extreme Podcast, Nathan Spotlight, My Spotlight, and we are now in Genoa City 4, The Young and the Restless. This week so far on YNR, we find out that Victoria and Cole's daughter, Claire, is Baby Eve, and, you know, Victor and Nikki are keeping their guard up. Obviously, you know, after the ordeal they went through, you know, they still do not trust uh, Claire and you know they don't want anything to do with her at this moment. Uh, Billy informs Jack that he's leaving Jabot and Jack was not happy or pleased, but 
it's just so funny that uh, <clears throat> that you know Diane pretty much suggested to Jack I think today or yesterday that Kyle should take Billy's place and you know I think Jack is going to put the brakes on that and you know revolt against it Billy is going to be heading to you know um, uh, Chancellor Winters in the, com- the other company and work with his mother Jill so you know uh, which is expected but you know me and Willie both respect and appreciate Billy for what he's doing right now because he sees Billy sees right on the wall he knows that eventually Kyle and Diane are going to you know affect Jabot in a very negative way and Jack is going to have to you know do the hard thing and you know leave you know you know make hard difficult choices you know when it comes to you know Jabot as a whole also on today's episode uh, for uh, YNR uh, Tucker presents Phyllis with an unexpected offer. And if you guys have not heard, Tucker and Phyllis are going to uh, sleep together uh, in the near future. And, you know, that does not surprise us as well because it makes sense. And for me, I can see the chemistry between both Tucker and Phyllis, Michelle Stafford, and Trevor St. John. You know, um, so there's that. Uh, Claire could be Vic- the worst enemy yet, and Victor called it. Jordan attempts to uh, rejoin her, which is uh, part of our spoiler advertisers. Jordan's going to go after Abby and Adam, too. Uh, Chance and Summer hide a deep secret. And we're going to get the return of a familiar character back to Genoa City, and it is none other than Hillary Curtis, played by uh, Michelle Morgan. Now, I don't know how this is going to work, but... You know, hopefully that this does uh, happen. Hopefully this does happen and we get Hillary back on our screens because she added a lot of spice and, you know, she had a lot of spice and, you know, and a lot of excitement to YNR. So hopefully, you know, Josh Griffin knows what he's doing and he does not mess us up. But, you know, so far he's done a pretty good job and I have to give, I mean, we have to give him credit for you know, not only keeping the show in the air, but also having it renewed for four more years. So, there you go. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. There's anything else I missed. Uh, yeah, spoilers for um, the rest of this week. These are from zaptoit.com. Again, these are from zaptoit.com. Tomorrow on YNR, Tracy helps the Abbas get into the Christmas spirit. Billy stands his ground to defend Jill. Abby helps Savon with a holiday dilemma. Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Victor gives Jack a warning. Ashley, no, not Jack, but Victor gives Nate a warning. Ashley and Jack celebrate Tucker's demise. Jordan pushes Nikki too far. Friday, December 27th, 2023. Michael thinks outside the box to surprise Lauren. Daniel is reminded of the true, true meaning of Christmas. And Phyllis puts Cole in Christine's stocking. Okay, let's see if there's anything else I missed. Ah, yes, this is the exclusive YNR daytime sport advertisers. The holiday season going towards Christmas to New Year's will be shaking up Lazarino City. 
Hillary Curtis finds herself in familiar territory as she hides secrets upon return. Summer and Chance have fun at a concert together. Did something more haven't yet to be revealed? Summer acting like she got just got the best sex ever could be a possibility. Sharon and Nick bond together through a crisis created by new villainess Cynthia Carter, Eve Howard's sister, and Phyllis and Tucker's indulge in their adult lustful desires. Finally, Kyle Abbott gets dumped by Audrey Charles, who wants to get back with Hunk Noah Newman as Roy Gibson reprises the role, so Roy Gibson will be back as Noah Newman on The Young and the Restless. And with that, guys, we are going to take a, another quick music break and commercial break as well. And when we come back, we are going to get into The Bold and the Beautiful. So stay tuned, guys. a new product but don't have the cash up front or good credit try flex shopper with flex shopper you can lease to own the brands you love in four simple steps you'll have the flexibility and freedom to shop today and pay over time first apply easily quickly and securely online and get a decision in seconds for a spending limit of up to $2,500 that you can use on one or multiple products next Browse the latest and greatest products on the Flex Shopper Marketplace. With more than 80,000 products, you're sure to find what you're looking for, all with affordable weekly payments that make ownership possible. Then, with just a few clicks, accept the simple electronic lease agreement. You can have your product shipped right to your door, or choose quick curbside pickup for some items at your local store. After you receive your item, your easy, automatic weekly payments begin. Make all your payments for a year or pay off early and you own it. Now start shopping today. She's taking over me, she says she's saving me, I 
to Willie Nathan Extreme Podcast, Nathan Spotlight, My Spotlight, and now we've taken a route to, and then route to, Los Angeles for the Bold and the Beautiful, and, you know, we're still going through uh, the aftermath, or the upcoming aftermath, when it comes to, you know, Eric Forster and his medical di- dilemma, but, you know, <clears throat> in these past couple of days, I've been really impressed with how they've been writing, you know, Zenday, and he's pretty much, you know, ticked off with, Ridge and his family, the fact that RJ gets a position that Zenday wanted so bad, and you can just see the look on his face. You know, he wants to get back at RJ and wants to get back at, you know, uh, you know, everyone else. And so he's going to, and me and Willie both called this, he's going to go after RJ with a passion and get back at him and get the position that RJ has right now. So, um, <clears throat> You know, I can't say that I blame him because, you know, he comes back and he finds out that not only is his grandfather dying, well, quote unquote dying, even though he's not, but Zenday is also uh, being pushed aside, you know, thanks to his Uncle Ridge and his spoiled son, RJ, for no reason. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing Zenday uh, strike back against RJ. And I think as well, Luna is going to be a part of this too. So I expect Zen to try to sweep uh, Luna off of his feet. So let's see here. Let's go to the uh, spoilers for this week. The rest of spoilers. Tomorrow, 
uh, Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Finn admits his grace through the Bridget. Zendi makes a strong realization and shares it with Luna. Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Sylvie worries that she made the wrong decision. Finn and Bridget present an option that puts Ridge in an untenable position. Friday, December 22nd, 2023. As Eric lies unconscious and unable to breathe on his own, Steffi, Ridge, Brooke, Finn, and Bridget discuss his wishes and lovely recall lovely, lovely memories with their family patriarch. Also, just a reminder, heads up, December 20th, Saray feels a big brother appears as Dr. Marley provides consult to Finn and Bridget. Matt Klotz, a big brother, plays James, a Forza Creation employee who works alongside RJ, Luna, and Zenday. Circuit Field's son, Jared Fields, is also a big brother contestant. He was visiting with the, the B&B set when Circuit and Matt were filming, so he is in some behind-the-scenes photos, but supposedly he doesn't appear on B&B. So there you go. Uh, also, there might be a chance that um, B&B gets taken off uh, the air come, <clears throat> come 2025 as CBS is not happy with uh, the show as well. And they're not happy with the Brad well, too, um, which is no surprise because, you know, right now the show, despite where it is internationally, you know, right now it's just it's still all over the place. And so, um you know, I just think that, you know, if they want the show to improve, then maybe, you know, CBS should force Bradley Bell off of the Bold and Beautiful for uh, <clears throat> for B&B and have someone else take over. Because, you know, um, Bradley Bell, he can still be the executive producer, but as head writer, that's come and gone a long time ago. Uh, also, Eric will think that Brooke is his wife. Um and yes, CBS is upset, and they may have to remove B&B by the year of 2025. Okay. And with that, guys, we're going to take another quick music break, and also a commercial break, too. And when we come back, we're going to our last bar for the evening, it's Days of Our Lives. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. season boils down to one word bundle home and auto but that's four words not if you bundle them bundling just another way to save with the personal price plan like a good neighbor state farm is there 
podcast in the spotlight my spotlight and now we're in for days of our lives and you know we're still going through the ongoing drama with the baby switch and you know sloan is doing her best to not get caught but it's hard for every single time you know uh, something happens and as we all know um and as we all know you know yesterday sloan was about to confess to nicole's baby until harris announced they had lee in the when, um, when Harris, excuse me, when Harris announces they had Lee the kidnapper, uh, Nicole explained to EJ that son left the baby, so Nicole took him, and EJ wants to take the baby back. Meanwhile, Paulina is ex- increasingly exhausted but covers with Chanel. Chad and Stephanie officially break up. Uh, Stephanie meets up with Harris and confesses that she had no memory of the night before, just waking up in his bed. Yes, Stephanie and Harris, you know, they didn't sleep together, but they did kiss. Um... So, you know, that's what happened. Uh, Stephanie found herself face-to-face with Chad, Alex, and then Everett. And after she storms off, Everett seeks her out. Brady nearly catches Tracer in a call with Constantine. Later, Brady and Alex discuss how each is dealing with Tracer in their own way. Stephon angrily told Ava that Gabby was injured in prison and he knows it's a warning from Clyde. Later, Harris tries to apologize to Ava for what happened with Stephanie. And Chad spars with Stefan. Polina hides her health issues from Abe. Uh, also tomorrow, on uh, Days of Our Lives coming up, uh, tomorrow, uh, Xander will be on there as well. 
and let's just double check here. Yes, yeah, so we'll be on tomorrow, and it's Xander Day. And it looks like Xander will spend an arguing with Isles and dying with Sarah and their baby Victoria. Uh, let's see, in the, to the uh, spoilers for uh, next week, December 25th, 2023. We'll see what they have here so far. And these spoilers are from uh, BuzzworthyRadioCast.com, TVWaterCooler.com, also SoulPop.com too, and uh, pretty much most of the same. Some are different, some are not different. And the ones from BuzzworthyRadioCast.com, Ava fears Harris has found out the truth about her role in Clyde's drug, drug smuggling operation. Chad Harris and Ever end up sharing meals together at the Brady Pub. Holly apologizes to Tate for appalling behavior. Nicole has her first therapy session with Marlena. On the night of New Year's Eve, our beloved residents of Sam attend a party at the Bristro. Nicole almost catches Holly with the pills as she gets ready for a date with Tate. Uh, Monday, this is from the TVWarRecooler.com. Monday, December 25th, 2023. Paulina has Chanel by her side as Kayla provides a diagnosis. Constantine, on Tuesday, December 26th, 2023. Constantine makes a surprise announcement at the Caracas family Christmas dinner. Wednesday, December 27, 2023. Holly apologizes to Tate. This Thursday, uh, Thursday, December 28, 2023. Nicole begins therapy with Marlena. Eric, son and baby Jewish family day is, is interrupted by Leo. Friday, December 29, 2023. Seven residents attend a New Year's Eve party at the Bistro. And... Here are the, the last ones from SoapHub.com. Uh, Monday, December 25th, 2023, Leo conveys his escalating blackmail events to Sloan. While waiting a shipment from Clyde, Ava flips out when she learns Stefan asks each of her help on Tuesday, December 26th, 2023. Uh, Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, Melinda and Winnie bond over their upbringings. Thursday, December 28th, 2023, also in the park. Constantine is abducted with Chanel's support. Palia meets with Kayla to discuss her medical condition. And that's it for Days Are Alive. So with that, guys, we're going to take one last uh, music break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up our uh, podcast on a heartfelt uh, ending. Also, a couple of other top stories I left out that I forgot to do at the beginning of the show. So we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Extreme podcast and spotlight, my spotlight for tonight. And before we wrap up uh, the show, uh, there's a couple of other top stories I want to get into, like this one right here. The first one, uh, Lee Daniels, Sammy Davis Jr. series starring Elijah Kelly, not moving forward at Hulu, studio searching for new home. This is from uh, Blavity.com, posted by Monique Jones, December 5th, 2023. Lee Daniels, Sammy Davis Jr. limited series is not going forward with Hulu after all. Dylan reported that 20th Television is now shopping around the project that Elijah Kelly set to star as Davis. The plan is to bring other big stars on board before taking a greater push to other outlets. The decision to not go forward with the project as part of apparent common Disney to cut costs across the board. Particularly affected our streaming services under Disney according to Deadline. Disney... And our companies have been taking a second and third look at the content of the streamers with a focus on the content's profitability. As such, several shows have been canceled with projects that haven't gotten off the ground, such as this one, are axed. And uh, this is very unfortunate news as well. You know, Elijah Kelly is one of the uh, hottest and, you know, best actors we have going on right now. And for Hulu not to do this is a mistake, and I'm pretty sure that whatever home this will end up in will most likely be successful, and then Hulu is going to look like the fools for not taking this as well. But I am looking forward to see how this unfolds. You know, I don't think we've ever had a Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, biopic uh, or a serious documentary, you know, ever before. So this will be very interesting coming up. Uh, also, um, our last uh, top story. This one is all about, you know, um, Krista Allen, who was let go from B&B foolishly thanks to Bradley Bell. Um, you know, uh, for those of you who do not know, um, you know, Krista Allen was let go from B&B as Taylor uh, Hayes, so Taylor Hayes. Um, she was offered recurring, but... You know, just like Rian Sulfur, Krista Alley rejected. And this is not surprising when it comes to B&B and who the show and also, you know, pretty much who, you know, they pretty much, um, not just the show, but also who, um, also who Bradley Bell favors too, you know. And let's not put the blame on Kevin Ling or others as well. They're not responsible for what Bradley Bell is doing as well too. And, uh, you know, when it comes to Krista Allen, she has been getting attacked by certain people. Um, one of them, <clears throat> excuse me, one of them is a very well-known uh, person, or shall I say, Hollywood insider, 
who uh, has been a part of the um, industry for many years, many, many years. And let me just make sure I get this up here and going. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Ah, yes. Tommy Lightfoot Garrett. He is a publicist, author, and actor. And uh, when this film, not this film, when this news came out, you know, um, when this news first came out, um, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, I saw his headline and I got to say that uh, I was very disappointed and shocked. Um, let's see here. sure I get this here it, this was about Krista Allen ah yes here it is it's uh, goodbye good luck good riddance couldn't happen couldn't have happened to a more deserving person uh, by Tommy like for Gary reacting to the news about Krista Allen getting dropped from the bowl and beautiful uh, which I find very unclassy rude disrespectful and trying to put you know more gasoline on the fire for no for no reason uh you know and he has issues with calf with uh krista allen uh but to me guys please be careful about you know when you interact with people like him it's just you don't want to you don't want to get involved with it so but uh let me just see go over here Uh, but understand this guys you know Willie and I we take our jobs as podcasters and journalists very seriously that's why we keep our sources private and prying eyes spies eager to be copycats and grab our credit and we're always going to be four on one and we thank you for our loyalty and listening and before we go uh, let's want to share one more thing and um, this is the um Honor walk when it comes to organ donations. And a lady on TikTok is the actual nurse knows all about that. So uh, let's get a listen to uh, this and what she has to say. So there's two main ways that patients will donate their organs. And first is by by a DCD case, which is donation after circulatory death. And second is by being brain dead. So a donation after circulatory death, how this works is the patient will pass away. They have to withdraw care on the patient remove them off life support they have to pass away within a certain time frame this is usually one to two hours depending on your policy and where you're at as well as the patient status um, and if they pass away within that time frame they have to be declared passed away by a physician and then they have to be pronounced again within a couple of minutes to make sure there's no return of any you know cardiac function
and then the OR team will start to harvest the organs. For brain death cases, however, it's a little bit different. So when you are brain dead, you are legally considered dead, even though the patient is on life support and we're still breathing for them, their heart is still beating, their brain is dead, which means they have no chance of meaningful recovery whatsoever. So for brain dead patients, they will actually take them to the OR at a designated time that the family and everyone is obviously very much aware of, um, and they will begin harvesting the organs on the patient while they are still on a ventilator. So this here kind of explains it. So in donation following brain death, these are cases in which the patient has been declared brain dead, but the heart is still beating. This scenario is optimal as the organs continue to be perfused until surgically removed. The chest and abdomen are open to expose the thoracic and abdominal uh, contents for dissection. Cannulas may be placed in the order and the vena cava to flush out the blood once the circulation is stopped. Once the dissection is complete, the aorta is clamped and the vena cava is open to flush out the blood with a preservative solution. So I actually had the privilege and honor of being in the OR when a patient who was brain dead um, had their organs donated. And it was very interesting and unique because the patient's still on a ventilator. Um, they cut from their chest cavity all the way down to their abdominal cavity. And all of the organ teams that are there for their organs prep them and get everything ready that they possibly can. So that way, once they cross clamp the aorta and there's no more blood flow to the organs, they can quickly do what they need to do to remove them. That way, the, there's just the minimum amount of time that those organs are not getting any sort of perfusion before they get transplanted into the recipient. It's a very crazy and calculated process because all the teams have to be ready, not just the teams that are, you know, taking out the patient's organs, but also the teams that are going to be prepping the, the recipient patients and flying or driving the organs to them and prepping that patient in the OR to get their organ transplant. So that is the how the um honor walk works when it comes to organ donations and you know it's always heartbroken when you know uh, stuff like this does happen because at the end of the day you know it's about you know the honor walk and how it affects you know parents and also those who have lost loved ones and who whose organs are get donated and so um but that guys we are going to end our show here thank you guys for listening to our podcast tonight it really is an extreme podcast in the spotlight, my spotlight. We will have a show not only next week, but also this upcoming weekend when we really get together to do a weekend edition of our podcast, also on Tuesday too. And if you guys want to reach out to us, go to um, guys want to reach out to us on Twitter. Go to us on uh, <clears throat> for Willie at Willie's View PW, and for me, um, you guys go to me on Twitter. Uh, at Money Mac 101, and again, it's at Money Mac 101, capital M O N E Y M A C with the numbers 101, Nathan Banks line, J Sam forever. And um, I think you guys are listening uh, to the show and look forward to seeing you all again this upcoming weekend and next Tuesday where we're going to have a lot of more fun. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Take care and uh, stay safe out there, guys. Also, yes, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon. Take care, guys. Bye.